Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Natalie Jones, our Extension Specialist for Family Health. Thanks for joining us today, Natalie. Thanks for having me. So our topic today, I think, is one that we all need to be mindful for, distracted driving. And I think so often, you know, you pull up at a stoplight and you see somebody on their phone or putting on their lipstick or their mascara, or I think I even saw someone the other day reading a book, that there's just so many instances of distracted driving out there. But let's start with the basics of what is a definition of distracted driving? Right. So distracted driving is any activity that diverts attention away from the primary task, which is driving your car or whatever your vehicle is. Distracted driving, as we know, can increase the chances of a motor vehicle accident or a crash. And federal data shows that each day in the United States, approximately nine people are killed and more than a thousand people injured in crashes that involve distracted driving. And that's every day. So nine people are killed every day from distracted driving. And it's I like that you mentioned that we all know that this is something that is an issue. And so there was a survey done and it showed that 84% of drivers recognize the danger from cell phones or different types of distraction in the car, whether that's sending a text message or even checking email. But those same people, 36% of them admit to having read or sent a text message in the car. So we really realize that it's a bad habit, but for some reason, you know, like when that ding goes off, it's irresistible. Like people have to check it. Right. And, and, you know, just I was able to rattle off all those examples that you can see just driving down the road. We do. We know what distracted driving is. We recognize it as a danger, and it is certainly something that is preventable, especially when you think about the number of deaths or injuries. But it's like you say, it's still something that There's something inside of us that makes us do it. When we're thinking about different types of distractions, what are those that we commonly experience in the car? Right, right. So distraction is a huge thing, right? There can be different types, and traffic safety experts classify them into three main types, so that manual, visual, and cognitive. So a manual distraction is anything where you, as the driver, remove your hands from the wheel. Visual is any type of distraction where you, as the driver, would divert your focus and your eyes away from the road. And then a cognitive distraction is when you're driving and your mind kind of wanders away from that task of driving. And so texting, right, involves all three of these types of distractions. So your hands are away from the wheel if you're texting, um, your eyes are on your phone if you're texting, and then your mind is thinking about what you're trying to formulate in that text instead of being focused on driving. So one of the things that I want people to realize as like a take home is that the CDC tested this and basically texting and driving, if you're at 55 miles per hour for only five seconds, that's how long they estimated that it is to send a text message. If you're driving at 55 miles an hour and you're texting, you are driving the length of an entire football field with your eyes closed, basically, because you're not even looking at the road. And that's wild because you think it's just 
just a little little bit, a brief and second, it's right. so quick, and that you can see what's coming on the road, or maybe the road's straight, that you don't really think about how much time it actually takes and how far you're moving during that time. Exactly, and so it's really scary when you think of a whole football field and trying to navigate it blindly with other vehicles on the road, other pedestrians, cyclists. I mean, that's how these accidents happen, and that's scary. It is very scary. So does Kentucky have a distracted driving law? Yes. So there are different laws in Kentucky. Kentucky, like other states, does not have a handheld band. So some states, like California, you're not even allowed as a driver to hold a cell phone, whereas in Kentucky, um, we don't have that ban. But we do have it for school bus drivers and novice drivers under the age of 18. So those are the two who cannot operate a cell phone I did in not the car. know that at all. Yep. And then for other Kentucky drivers, for everyone else, there is a text messaging ban for all Kentucky drivers. So you should not be texting, but you could still be on the phone or like on Pinterest email. That is not, that's true. I've seen people do it. So that is not against the law. So scrolling Facebook on your phone is not the same as texting according to the law. According to the law, But obviously still the driver is distracted. Exactly. So who is most at risk? With the data shown from all of these crashes, so in 2016, there were over 34,000 crashes involving over 50,000 drivers. And out of those 50,000, 37,000 were killed. And the largest majority of those drivers were under the age of 20. So they have the highest proportion of distraction-related fatal crashes, which is exactly why we have that law that 18-year-olds, those people who just are starting to drive, should not have a phone at all. However, those are the people that we know who are utilizing different platforms on their phone as well. So really talking to teenagers and those young-aged people under 20, those are the highest proportion of fatal crashes. So as a parent, that's that's really scary. We're getting fairly close to having a teen driver in, in our house, and it is, it is really concerning. What can we do? What can be done? One of the main things I think that plays a huge part in the fight to save lives to end distracted driving is teens being the best messenger for their peers, right? They listen to each other more so than they listen to— It's a great the, point. Yeah, than to their parents. So just encouraging them to speak up when they see a friend driving while distracted, as well as reminding their friends and family— family or neighbors, you know, that it's a deadly choice when you drive distracted, not mainly just for you, but for other people as well. For parents, I think they first have to lead by example. And that's something that I say with every health-related behavior is that if they aren't driving distracted, then your teen isn't going to see you doing it and isn't going to mimic that behavior. So really leading by example and showing them that distractions while you're driving is not responsible. And then reminding your teen driver about the laws in Kentucky and that if they do have that permit, that if they get caught with a phone um, by a police officer, then it could mean a delayed or suspended license for them. So there is that risk as well. So their freedom, you know, of driving and getting that car could be at risk as well. So that could be a good uh, motivator for them. The threat of having an accident, they may think, oh, that's not going to happen to me. But the chances of 
getting caught or getting their car taken away or their license taken away or delayed, et cetera, that might resonate better with them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And there are other different things as well, like Apple, the new update that came out, it has a feature where if you turn it on, your iPhone can detect when you're driving and will automatically mute those notifications. So if you get a text message, a post, a tweet, you know, whatever that is, your screen will still remain dark. And so contacts can then receive an automatic reply saying that you are driving and we'll get back to you when you arrive. So that's something... I didn't know it had that feature. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, so that's something that um, people can utilize as well. I'm going to find that after we finish today. Yes, it's a great little feature. Putting that do not disturb while driving can really help with that ding of that irresistible of having to check your phone. That's a great tip, Natalie. Yes, yes. And one of the things, so this is, I found this fascinating because like we said, most of the laws, it's only texting. It doesn't notify about social media or different platforms. But there is a start of a development that's, it's a funny name, but it's called a textilizer. So similar to a breathalyzer where a police officer can not even, you can still be holding your phone so they don't take your phone, but they just plug in this textilizer and it can give them a um, timestamp of when's the last time you utilized a text message in your in your phone. So they don't see anything. It's all private, but just gives them a timestamp so that way they can see if a driver was distracted. So this is something as well that is, um, that is happening that will hopefully help people realize, you know, that if violations happen with that distracted driver, that it will be enforced. Yeah, and I could see that being, excuse me, being a big deal in in accidents of being able to determine fault of of determining if the driver was was distracted by by using their cell phone. So that's that's a huge advancement, like you say, that will be that will be a game changer. I think you know the bottom line comes down to, and it's exactly like what you said. As parents, we need to lead by example. That I do think our kiddos are taught in school of that, you know, you shouldn't text and drive, you shouldn't have your phone out, you should, you know, I think that they know that, but they need to see mom and dad practice that in in the car as well. And just in general, we need to be be very aware of the risks associated with distracted driving and fight fight that temptation of the ding or the vibration or whatever it, it may be that is is causing us to be distracted. Exactly. I think it's great. I think just making sure that whether whatever works for you, if your phone's turned off, if you put it on silent, you put it away, leave it in your purse, put it somewhere else so you don't touch it or give it to if you feel comfortable, if you have a co-pilot, you know, with you, if someone texts you, giving it to them, letting them respond for you, different tools to make sure that you are focused on driving in all three of those ways. So safety first. That's fun. I always like to pretend to be my husband and text from his phone while he's driving. Exactly. You never know what I might say. (laughs) I always think it's funny. Um, Great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Natalie. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.